It's Come good, on in. It's a good guitar riff, too. It's a good little guitar riff. We don't talk about the guitar No, we talk enough. about the bells all the time, but not the <sighs> little so, riff. Welcome to Y&D Podcast Time. Come on in. Don't worry about um, don't worry about taking your shoes off. I haven't done the vacuuming yet. Um, in fact, to keep more clothes on, it's freaking cold now. It's cold. <laughs> yeah. It is um, It is makariri, mm. as ah. we say in Māori. So, yeah. I'm going to rely on you for that. I'm, I'm yeah. okay. I get, you know. Or like my dad would say, oh, it's maka chili. Yeah, maka chili. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Wendy Podcast. Um, I'm Yvonne Lorcan. Hello. I'm Daniel, and I need a haircut. I was going to say, it's, <laughs> it's getting harvesty. It's, it's wavy. Yeah, yeah. The flowing locks. It's that time of year where um, you just like can't justify to get there, and uh, then one day you just show up, and that's the problem. Is this time of year is you're like, oh, fuck, and you finally get time to go get a haircut, and then you get a cut real short, and then you're colder. Yeah, because your ears are exposed, yeah, yeah. and the back of your neck's exposed. So I don't, I don't mind the little mullet I got going right now. It's uh, keeping my neck warm, you know what I mean? It's functional. Yeah. It's, it has some, it has functional, but function I must, and form. I must have some, some good trash in my DNA, because I feel like the mullet grows first for me, you know what I mean? It, like, gets longer here than it does... <laughs> Like up here. Well, now it's getting just light up here. So, you know, <laughs> period. But um, but the back, it just, I kind of get a natural thickness and, and you know, some, yeah. some mullety things. It going is kind of mullety, there. but there's, there's a way. Why are we talking about you? Because it's harvest. It's harvest. Yeah. It's a hairy harvest, isn't it? It certainly it's is. That's one way harvest. to put it. Uh, it's actually a long, drawn out. Like, I think we had this post uh, cyclone panic of course for a lot of reasons and a lot of stuff going on after the literally the dust settled Mm -hmm. and evaluating vineyards and unfortunately walking away from a lot of different options and then then there was like some picking started because it was like hey we got to get some of this stuff off so let's talk about so that we're we're recording this on um the 30th of march Mm. right so um if you're listening and you're not in the in this part of the world, if you're in the northern hemisphere, anything. So mm. New Zealand harvest and Hawke's Bay harvest normally kicks off roughly. Yeah, I mean, I would say we've been early for a few years. Like people were, we were actually talking about it a couple of weeks ago and going, oh, you know, uh, it's so late. And it's actually like, no, if you actually look back even to not that long ago, even just five, six years, we were, because uh, we had some hot summers and then some, mm. uh, some really good vintages in a row and then we had some hot summers and some rain like in 22 where but everything was early so we were picking in february like starting to pick chardonnay and stuff like that right um so this is probably more typical timing but the weather pattern is really different crazy yeah. so like the thing is in um in the lead up to harvest in, in hawks bay everyone's worried about incoming cyclones there seems to be a oh oh can you so hear that noise so your, uh, no, computer. it's not my computer, and I'm not sure if it's coming through. There's a helicopter, apparently. Aaron is telling us there's a helicopter uh, above. And helicopters have been quite a thing here across Hastings oh, yeah, that's... Uh, since the cyclone, so we should have anticipated that. That's um, yeah, a little mil- bit of genuine li- audio. There. As I've mentioned before, I live very close to the studio here, and uh, the military helicopters rattle. We live mm. near the hospital, so we're used to helicopters going even in the middle of the night, but the military helicopters literally rattle your windows. They do, don't they? And they've been going over, you know, for the last month mm. and a half now. So, so they've been um, going across Hastings and out to 
um, communities around Hawke's Bay that need that still need aid and supplies following Cyclone, Cyclone Gabrielle, which hit on um, February 14th and, and 15th. No, 13th, 14th and into the 15th, Yeah, really. Um, so so that's a thing. And so a lot of what I was talking about before is that in the lead up to our grape harvest, there always seems to be this like, ah, oh, there's going to be cyclones. And yeah, some of the time there, there are, but they're a lot smaller. This one was, this one was um, destructive and epic, and mm. unlike anything our region has seen since um, and I think Cyclone Bola. And so, <clears throat> it's the, vintage, what it? people, um, you know, when they think about a cyclone, yeah, certainly I would. You think about like the time of the storm and the heavy rains and the winds and you go, this is terrible. But it was really the morning after and the next day when the when the stop banks were breaking and things were being That's flooded right. and all the water from the hills and the mountains were coming down. Mm. And so I took a drive through Eskdale to visit a grower on Monday, I think it was. And whew, that place is still a war zone. You know, when it's you get it back into your life quick, you know, we're still doing fundraisers and all this kind of stuff. Yep, that's but right. when you take these drives through certain parts of Hawke's Bay, you go, oh, my God, like this is years of rebuilding. Coming oh, ahead. tell me about it. Like I, I drove down Omaranui Road, you know, towards um, Pukitapu, but mm. you can't get across the Pukitapu Bridge because it doesn't exist. But Omaranui Road, there's a lot of orchards, there's a lot of beautiful old houses, there's a lot of lovely old vineyards too. You know, Church Road have got their vineyards there. Um, Neil Cave from Alchemy had his vineyards there, and you just drive along, and it's just mountains of silt on the side of the road, um, debris every everywhere. And um, vineyards, particularly as you get closer to, you know, as you drive west, they're gone. Mm. Like there's just literally a couple of strainer posts left in the ground. And just, yeah, there's there's nothing left. It is like a war so, zone, like someone just dropped a silt bomb. But you could forget it quickly. And, yeah. and uh, you know, to sort of flip it on its head a little bit is kind of what we were talking about Michael with Michael last week is, the rest of the towns are fine and the yeah, restaurants are fine on. and we need people to come back to mm. Hawke's Bay. And, you know, the weather's been great since then. Basically, I mean, we had one other little rain incident on one weekend. Mm. But, the, you know, it's been that now well, we're definitely into autumn. I mean, we're yeah. joking around. It's been a little cool, but it's not too bad. And uh, it's definitely, you know, come, you know, the leaves are changing. It's beautiful yeah. out, you know. The, and it's been know. a dry March, really, apart yeah. from that little one event. And so for you as a winemaker, are you thinking this is actually kind of good for reds? Mm. Like there could be some okay reds coming through if March stays. There's I mean, a lot, of, there's stays. A lot of stories out there, I'll tell you. Oh, tell me the stories. So, um, I want to know. You know, I saw some Malbec from the Giblet Gravels that was – Great yesterday, mm-hmm. twenty four two days ago, twenty four bricks. It's not. We have other Malbec that's out there that's sitting at nineteen. So sorry, this is like sugar levels we're talking about. A lot of it's clean, and uh, but it's just got really high acids because we've had cooler nights. It's true. So it's it's just taking a long time. So that's what I was huh. saying. This kind of harvest is like, and I've talked to other people. I mean, I'm sure a couple of the big guys are, you know, bringing in trucks and stuff every day. But for a lot of the medium and the small guys. There was like a little bit of a rush in the beginning, and now there's like this long waiting period. And I don't <laughs> think it's going to be like, oh, and then all of a sudden there's a rush. There's going to be little bits coming in and bits coming in. Starting, you know, yeah. now again. I mean, but 
there's people picking Chardonnay still. So well, well, it's, well. it's just going to be, we could be picking in May. You know what I mean? So it's just going to be long and And see, out. this is the thing. Like, you know, I don't know about you, but I have people that um, that, that say to me, and they, you know, consumers, they're not, in, they're not in the wine industry, but they love their wine. And they think if you're in the wine business that it's all, um, you know, it's glamorous and it's like, you know, um, kids in private school and Range Rovers and holidays and um, it's all just – Fabulous. No, they're they're but, just the millionaires that bought in in Napa Valley or something. Well, you know, you know there are I'm sure there are a few people that, that that have all that, and that's great. But by and large, growing grapes, making wine in this country, and I'm sure most countries in the world, it's just it's farming. Yeah. And you are you are fighting, and you're fighting and working with. Well, I mean, whatever I, nature throws at you, and it's just kind of luck, really, that you get it in the bottle in the end. I'm I'm wearing a flannel shirt right now. I mean, of course, you know, it's very 1993. <laughs> you just need those um, you just need those combat cargo three quarter yeah, yeah. shorts Doc and, um, and stuff. a hacky sack. And a, yeah, how much sack <laughs> can I hack? Um, yeah, no, I'm I mean, sorry, I'm I, just I, that said, there is definitely luck involved. But I, I was just on the phone with somebody in Philly uh, about an hour ago. And I said, you know, it's kind of interesting, too, though, because the viticulturists and the winemakers have gotten so much better in the last 10 years, let alone in the last 40 years. And so there's some damn good fruit coming in, you yeah. know, and, and some great stories out there of like, you know, so it's showing the resiliency and the, there'll be some awesome wines this year. I mean, I have yeah. some stuff, you know, some Pet Nat and some Pinot Gris in the, in the winery right now that's looking it's going to be re- – I'm excited to get those wines out there. That's cool. So the, there'll be some fun stuff happening. Uh, we send Petnat to bottle this week, next week, which will be – is pretty interesting. Hmm. Uh, but there's a lot of other issues going on, like not enough glass bottles and – Yeah, know. I was going to say, tell me about that kind of stuff. Like what's happening with the um, CO2, I think lack that, of CO2 yeah, and lack was, of bottles. That was and... a thing, you know, and uh, uh, I guess they had shut down – some kind of fuel processing plan, and uh, we forgot Marston it. Marston Point, up yeah, north. And, and that's right. So it's taken a while to, for that to unwind, but it seems to have gotten better in the last couple of weeks. These are movements and things bigger than me, forces or, bigger <laughs> than yeah, you. than me or anybody, probably any winery <coughs> going around. So we don't we don't really have the choice to uh, say, hey, put that thing back online. We need that fuel thing going. You know, we don't really have that in our power. No. Uh, so you just kind of go, okay, okay, we'll wait and see they until they import more. And uh, hmm. I was going to lobby our local uh, MP, but he's been in a bit of trouble lately too. So now I have mm, to. <laughs> politics at the moment in New Zealand. Who'd be in it? Holy yeah. Nora. Because yeah. we've got an election coming up in October. I think it's October or is it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, Aaron, do you know he's got no clue? Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes. So there's going to be lots of dirt. There's going to be scandals. There's going to be all sorts of things. But I just why can't we all just get along? Dan? I know, I know. Why can't we all just get along? This just, is the uh, this is the thing. But it's um, dirty business out there. You know? It is, it is. So, thinking about good news and stuff, have you had any sort of really good news at all this last week? Anything that that's made you grin? Well, I, I actually was trying to think back uh, how much because we kind of came back and we had two guests straight away. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I mention anything about my trip to the U.S. You didn't, and I didn't want to bring it up at the time because I thought, oh, do I want to make Dan like seem really, you know, I thought you were holding it in, you know, yeah, I thought yeah. that, that um, there was, well, I was going to ask, but. Um, I would say 
the thirst for New Zealand wine in the U.S. Does Unslakeable? Not, is not slowing down. Fabulous. Uh, that is Sauvignon Blanc, of course, but everything else as well. So well, this is good um, news. You know, for any of those winemakers and uh, vineyard guys and gals out there listening, um, and I would say this in other countries too, you know, if you can get there and sell your wines, people want them. So, so is it easy to actually get there and begin selling? I mean, what do you do? Like, let's say, for example, I grew some grapes, make some wine, and I think it's pretty tasty, and I decide, right, I want to go to the States and get someone to to buy it. I want to sell it. How, like, is there... To the U.S. particularly? Or any other markets you're talking about? Or just to export, you mean? Just to export. No, no, no. Actually, no. U.S., right? Yeah. What Which do is I need? 50 countries, basically. It so, is, yeah, because yeah. all the different states have their own laws mm. and yeah. regulations and things. Okay, so is it – do I need to already know people there? Do I need to spend, would, like, forever setting up relationships? And It would help, but the first, first and foremost, I would say you need an importer – that is wanting your wines. So how do I find an importer? Do I just Google people and call them and say, hey, that's one. That's I mean, it's a little easier now than it was, you know, 25 years ago. You know, Google's been around a while now. So I don't necessarily need to show up at those um, those big trade shows. I think I, for me over the years, and this goes for different states and stuff like that and trade shows in different markets, the, the best thing about that is maybe getting a sense of where you sit in the market, where – what maybe some of these importers have in their portfolio and you go, okay, well, maybe if I make this kind of wine or tweak my price this way or try, you know, then, or my labels or whatever it is. So I think it gives you a big sense of that. I could, you know, I'm not even sure I can remember any big deals I've ever gone down at any of the conferences I've ever gone to, but, and I would say the same would be for pro wine and all these gigantic ones in Europe and stuff. Mm, mm. Vin Italy, I think is a big one. But if you just reach out and if you – so if you do your research and you go, okay, these are some distributors or importers rather that I want to work with and I think I've got something different to the rest of their portfolio, mm. then you kind of yeah, well, it's, you do, know, the, do a bit of buttering up. I mean, for New Zealand in the U.S., there's probably only three or four that are doing certainly different stuff from New Zealand, let mm. alone um, – you know, um, oh, is this your emails now? Oh, look, there's inside information yeah. on me. Um, uh, that was on my screen, guys. There's only a handful of people, like, really seeking and pushing uh, different mm. new stuff from New Zealand. But I think the one thing, and this is no different than finding a distributor uh, in New Zealand, let alone overseas, is to be careful that you don't go with a big distributor who you'll get just lost in their book. So true. So, uh, but then... Yeah, there's lots of other steps after that. Uh, you could always go to New Zealand Trade and Enterprise, and they can help you figure out what you know. They that's their job is to see how to you can e- you. How, help export. Mm-hmm. That can be a little tedious and everything, but if you're doing like a long term business plan and you know you planted a vineyard and you're like you want to be ready in three years and all that, they're they're probably somebody to really go for. Yep. They have a lot of great contacts okay. overseas and stuff. And we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Decibel Wines is the newest tasting room in the best block of Hastings City on the East Block, where it's all happening. We're right in the heart of the action with, uh, you know, the distillers and the common room and a bunch of great restaurants and other uh, great shops in the, as our neighbors in the area. 
There's something for everyone in our shop, though, with 18 wines available under the Decibel Junta and Testify collections. We're treating podcast listeners to a 15% discount. That's pretty That's pretty good. On our website, with the code PODCAST15 at checkout, head to decibelwines.com and use the promo code PODCAST15. I believe that's all caps. Uh, you know, I moved to New Zealand all alone in 2008 and started making these wines in 2009. I moved here with a dream and literally just a few bucks in my pocket. And it all started with a very small amount of Decibel Malbec, Sauvignon Blanc, and of course Pinot Noir from Martinborough. I make all these wines, buying fruit from so many great growers around Hawke's Bay and Martinborough. Um, so please come visit us uh, when you're in Hawke's Bay. I'm usually in the shop hanging around. Uh, if I'm not there, there's some other great people helping out and know the story and know about all the wines. Or just visit decibelwines.com and use promo code PODCAST15 at checkout for 15% off. Cheers. And now we're back. Um, speaking of uh, overseas and um, making wine, I found a thing on Twitter this mm. morning. Yeah. And I wanted you to explain to me what, what you think might be happening in this um, in this scenario. Let's just see if I can if I can bring it up here. Okay, so um, all right. So we have for those of you that can see the screen, we have this massive tank. I mean, that's a that looks like a two hundred thousand liter tank or something. Which has which is erupting with red wine. Like we're talking erupting yep. out the top and all down the sides. This is in Spain. This is in um, Rioja, I think. Yeah. So what is happening? What so, has occurred here, Dan? So what has happened here, uh, more than likely, is that uh, you had a tank that was fermenting red wine in it, and um, or I don't think that's rosé, I think that's red wine, and either somebody filled it up too much, or somebody agitated it too much, so they, or somebody added yeast too much yeast uh, right. and, and so basically the tank's too full and it's active okay and i mean it's and it's, it's got to go somewhere i mean it's a f- there's forces involved here so there's pressure um, yeah there's a lot of co2 there and so it's exploding <laughs> uh and it it will it's you a know, geyser of of yeah, grenache when it, probably when unfortunately when it settles it'll probably have lost 20 percent of what's in there if not more well, well, well. And, yeah, these, these videos pop up on Reddit or, you know, YouTube or Twitter or whatever every every year. And usually they're from, I've mostly seen, like, Spain and Italy where they're doing these gigantic red plonk ferments, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And there's probably some oak staves in there and things like that. And uh, now it's it's a disaster. Yeah. Winery disasters. That, that could be... Um Oh yeah, that could be a. I mean, we. If you've worked in the winery <laughs> lo- long enough, you've seen some some pretty terrible things happen, like you know, white wine getting blended in with a red wine, or. Um, oh yeah, so what's this? Oh yeah, so speaking of seeing terrible things, this is a thing on TikTok um, by a oh, uh, a person called Caro Giorgio, and it says, "This is the point of view as if your boyfriend is a wine connoisseur." He's a wine connoisseur. And the there's this man with kind of foppish hair. And he looks like my hair. <laughs> <laughs> does, it does. But he's doing it on purpose. He's, I just haven't cared. Yeah, so the the, um, the white ah, person is, is, is pouring a, a Miraval rosé, which 
lovely, but not that expensive. But look, he's swirling the glass, and instead of sniffing it, he's just putting it up to his ear. Oh, he's taking the piss, you know. Well, he's certainly not drinking the piss. First of all, it's Marimol. I mean, like, it's one of the most common wines out there. Talk about going to the U.S. You see that wine everywhere. And uh, to Mm. act like that, it's got to be a gag, you know. He looks pretty serious. What I'm loving is the the comments. Now, I just, I'll scan down here. You're a twat. Um, One of them (laughs) says, you're a twat. And someone goes, well, twat, T-W-A-T, is the wine advocate tester, which is... um, not that funny. Someone's gone literally a $20 bottle of wine. Yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Is like, yeah, and then know. someone else goes, wine people are so extra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are we, are yeah. we extra? We probably well, I are. Like to think, I like to think that uh, you bridge the gap in that environment. <laughs> and, uh, but Everyone's going, what is he listening to? I mean, this doesn't do our marketing any favors. You know? <sighs> Oh, oh, this is just so you great. You might want to mute that now. We've heard that. Guy. I'm definitely muting yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, um, I mean, that guy's not doing us any favors in that that, that uh, sort of attitude in wine, which does exist, you know. And kind of what you were to what you were saying before about it's never actually winemakers or like viticulturists or people who are like making the stuff. It's like the adjacent douches who are out there. <laughs> Can I have a t-shirt you know, with adjacent douche <laughs> written on it? Because I'm who, kind of in that in that. Yeah, but again, you're you're uh, you're <laughs> you're not wanky about all this stuff. So I think I that's your appeal. You know, that's why we're sitting here now. That's why you know? we're sitting here now. Um, I, don't, I don't need a douche adjacent to me right now. You know. I'll so, tell you what. Let's. Um, the other thing I would say about harvest is, um, at any time of the day. You can be having a glass of wine in your hand because this you, is true. you know, so it makes us professional to like, oh, 10 in the morning, I got to taste what's going on here. So, do you know, what? I've been known to, um, I, I kind of start wine tasting. If I've got a big wine tasting to do, I'll kick in like super early in the morning, like seven, seven eight o'clock. Well, might see my, that's the thing. My palate is not fresh. Mm. Only, and this is so gross. And, and I'm so pleased that. Bring um, it. I want to hear it gross. Well, it's great. Well, I won't clean my teeth. So you know what it's like in the morning. You wake mm. up and you literally have breath like a um, a dead hedgehog mm. um, corpse. You know, like. Yeah. Um, but I because you can't clean your teeth before you taste wine. Cause because it, then cause the enamel and stuff, or well, no, because you oh the you flavor, have minty yeah. fresh, yeah, you know, yeah. and yeah, and the enamel is bad, you know, because all the acid from the wine is going to mm. eat into it. But yeah, so often my my I do my best tasting when I'm really feral. Yeah, yeah. In the well, <laughs> your your uh, your nose is certainly ready at that point. Your nose is definitely ready. Um, I bought a couple of wines as we've begun to do, and I wanted you to taste this first. It's the Riverby Estate Marlborough OBV, which means old vines blend. Oh, yeah. So bit of a kind of like a crispy white action. Crispy white action. So without telling you firstly what it is, I what's guess. in the blend, try and have a guess. And it's, I mean, you probably will straight away. It's not super complicated. Uh, I'll give you a hint. It's only two, only two oh, varieties. Okay. Um, Chardonnay and Sauvignon Blanc. Half right. Gruner Velt and Chardonnay? N- totally wrong. 
Savion Blanc and uh, Pinot Gris. No, but you're right. You're half right. I, I mean, I smelled Savion Blanc when I first smelled it, but I thought maybe it was a gruner in there instead. But um, Which, there's a lot of grunery characters in here. There's a lot of kind of appley notes. It's actually two-thirds Sauvignon Blanc mm-hmm. and one-third Simeon. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, so a classic Simeon. kind of I was thinking it was going to be weirder than that. Yeah. No, I know. Well, that's why I thought I'd pick this. And, and now you say it, I can totally smell yeah, the Simeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have that beautiful kind of citrusy, oh, classic good. green, grassy Sauvignon, but then you have that kind of freshly baled hay and apple and toasty note from the Semillon. Um, Eleven months in oak, older oak. That's proper wine right there. That's a good one. Mm. Super delicious. Not cheap. $35 a bottle. It's good wine. But amazing length of flavor and generous and juicy. and. What I like about that wine is um, it's a little more subtle and, mm. to me, a little more old world. Definitely uh, old world style. doesn't come off as a kind of a in-your-face Marlboro style. No. So that's made um, – Riverby Estate is owned by a guy called Kevin Courtney. Um, you probably haven't met him. You know, he's not – he doesn't sort of go out and about in a big sort of, you know, flashy sort of, I'm I. here in town. No, yeah, no, yeah. You don't. You're, you're classy. Like Kevin. Um, yeah. He called his vineyard Riverby Estate because, you know, it's close to the um, to the Omaka River mm-hmm. um, and does a, sells a lot of wine in the UK. It's a okay. big market in the UK, which is why blends like this. I mean, this is you get a lot of this kind of blend in, in the UK and in Europe and yeah, well, you get the white Works Bordeaux really thing. Really well, yeah. Though yeah. mm. so I'm going to guess he's sending cheaper stuff to the UK because they like it cheap. Do they? Oh, they, they like it cheap. They like they they're spoiled for choice there, yeah. and they like their cheap wines. And now the Brexit has come along. They're eating their shoes <laughs> or whatever. I don't know what to say. They're they're, they're having to pay. Yeah, they're having to pay a little more mm. for wine. And we haven't even gone to the UK. And our few attempts of people that said they were really interested, they went, oh, you're too expensive. And I went, well, I can sell it somewhere else, mate, so you don't have to buy it, you know? And uh, and I mm. think it is that sort of Tesco's supermarket um, thing where they, you know, they think like, oh, well, we can get some Marlboro Sav for this price. For two pounds. Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. You know, you see those um, those blackboards on the outside of stores and things. You know, New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. Two to five pounds. It's not doing us any favors. No, so. no, it's not. But I'm again back to this wine though. Riverby Estate, Riverby Estate, OVB, white blend, like twenty twenty one, thirty five dollars a bottle. Yeah, we like it. We're um, we're if we were going to go sip it or tip it, we're definitely sipping it. Is that like, our thing? Sip it or tip it? I don't or is that know. like a thing you do? I d- it's. Yeah, I kind of think we need to maybe think of a Smash thing. or trash? Like Smash they, or trash. Like they used to do on the radio when they play like a new song. Yeah. I don't know if this happened in New Zealand, but they would say, is this a smash or a trash? You know, the new song by... Do we like it, Aaron? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's not sure. I quite like it. I, I think, think it's it, good. I think uh, it's good. Oh, well, I'm, I'm definitely smashing it. Um, do you want to try the other one? Yeah, of course I do. Mm. Um, and if it feels like we're rushing through this... We kind of are because Daniel's got another hard out, which is, you know, we are in the middle of um, harvest time, guys, so we can't be dilly-dallying 
especially on a school day. Um, I do have, um, yeah, pour, go and pour it. Yeah, so totally. first of all, it's, um, this is from Martinborough. It's the Tikairanga Pinot Noir 2021. So cla- uh, classic producer, long-time classic. producer, yeah. now owned by Foley Family, is that correct? Yeah, so I've got a few facts and stats. You can hold the bottle if you like. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, part of the Foley Family um, stable of wines. Now, this is grown – the vineyard is actually on a farm that was bought in the 1880s by a guy called John Martin, who's considered – the founder of um, of Martinborough, and then a hundred years later, so in the nineteen eighties, that's when they began planting grapes on that bit of land, mm. and um, there were five founding families in Martinborough that kind of all went in together and decided, right, we are going to plant grapes and do this thing, you know, convert parts of our farms or all of our farms to mm. this new viticulture gig. And Tikairanga. TK, Martinborough Vineyards. Palliser. Palliser. Atarangi. Atarangi. Yeah. I forget, we're forgetting one. Dry River. Oh, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, I think Dry River. So, Martinborough, if you're not um, familiar, tiny, um, tiny region, contributes less than 2% to New Zealand's overall crush. Um, but just, I mean, if you're coming up from Wellington, it's what, an hour and a half's drive? Three that, hours south from Hawke's Bay. Yep. Um, Three hours on the nose. I do the drive quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Because you've got vineyards down there, right? Growers, I Growers, work with yeah. down there, yeah. Um, but mm. they, uh, I, I call it the perfect little Pinot pocket. It's sort of surrounded by hills on three sides. It's got the Palliser Bay um, winds coming up from the south mm. and uh, less fruit on the vines. But it, honestly, it's the reason why I moved to New Zealand is because of Martin Grow Pinot. Love this Pinot. Mm. And these are one of, this is one of the wines that, mm. that got me there. So, and not overly expensive, $28, $29 a bottle. Um, smorgasbord of clones involved here. Mm. So I'm going to rattle them off. 777, 65, 114, 115, 113, 667, 10 by 5, 828, and 13. So that's a ton. Um Ten months in French oak, sixteen mm-hmm. yeah, percent new, not a of, massive. Well, a lot of, no. a lot. I mean, a lot of. I'm of the this as well. That mm. Pinot doesn't need more that much more time in it's, barrel. It needs time in bottle. After yeah, that, you know, it needs to just kind of knit together. And, you want to get it in, in my opinion, get it in the bottle, so it's fresh and still got perkiness and life. Mm. Whereas, say, like Cabernet or even Malbecs and um, some of those bigger reds. Need you know they might need eighteen months in oak. They might need sometimes two years when you're doing the mm. Gucci stuff. Where Martinborough you want or Martinborough Pinot you want like that freshness. There's occasionally I'm sure some stuff that goes for you know fifteen months and stuff like that. But it, I don't think it benefits the wine too much. And we'll be right back. Howdy everyone. I'm Yvonne Lorcan, the co-founder and chief tasting officer for Wine Friend, the best subscription service for wine in the land. And it's the best because my team and I hunt high and low to find amazing, interesting wines that we match to your individual taste buds. And then we deliver them to your door at a price and frequency that suits you. Now we know you want to try new wines, but we also know it's really hard to break free from those boring, safe, same olds from the supermarket. And it sucks when you spend good money on something new, but it doesn't taste great to you. Because everyone tastes wine differently, right? 
So we take the hassle and guesswork away because if we know how your taste buds work, then you can trust us to go away and find great wines just for you. It's easy. Just go to winefriend.co.nz, click on Get Started to answer a few fun questions about your taste preferences, choose one of our three awesome plans, your combo of reds and whites, and how often you'd like them delivered, and then sit back and wait for a whole new world of wine to open up. They're wines from all over the world. They're wines that I personally really love, and they're wines that you're not going to find in your average supermarket. Plus, each bottle comes with a neck tag written by moi with handy notes that'll impress your friends. Our plans are totally flexible, you're not locked into anything, and you can buy more of the wines that you love with a simple tap or a click. Just use the promo code Yvonne, that's Y-V-O-N-N-E, for 24% off your first subscription case. So become a wine friend and we'll all live happily ever after. Cheers. And on with the show. Do you know, every time I stick my nose in the glass, Dan, I get something different. It's like well, that's what rhubarb the... and cherry and um, just so much kind of exotic, fresh spices. And um, But behind all that is all this earthiness and everything. That's, that's what Martin Bro is really known for. So mm, if you're kind of new to Pinot or Pinot from New Zealand, I think mm. Martin Bros, as we were talking about, is most of the oldest vines, uh, Pinot plantings in the country. True. Tiny, but packs a mm. punch way above its weight. Uh, and they're sort of Pinot specialists in Martinborough. Um, I think the other region, there's a lot of other regions. You know, Otago sort of stole the thunder uh, in the, you know, about 15, 20 years ago. But, um, and they're getting vine age and they're getting mm. better wines and everything. But I still think Martinborough is the best, you know. There's something quite aristocratic mm. about good Martinborough Pinot. You know, it's it's stylish and it's classic and it's got all those really delicious, very refined, classic kind of Burgundian characters. And yet um, there's also that earthiness, that depth of flavour. John Kavanagh is the winemaker at Tikaranga and he's, you know, he's been there for eons, mm, right, since mm. the, the dawn of everything. Um, and Tikaranga, as a brand, has been through its ups and downs. Sure. I mean, I remember seeing this on the supermarket shelves back in, like, the early 2000s, and it was reasonably popular, and then it just kind of died away, and everyone was like, oh, what's happening Yeah, there was some probably dark days right before it got sold to Foley. Correct. And they've definitely they've brought it back. They've revived it, yeah, and yeah. it's just fantastic. And they've got this amazing new kind of um, cellar door and winery mm. visitor experience thing happening there. I'm really sorry. It's really unprofessional. I know I should be probably talking in a much more educated and um, informative fashion, well, but like I'm just Martin loving this I'm not gonna hold that. I'm not going to hold that against you. Mm. You're just torturing... Aaron through the glass there, though, because he probably wants some. Um, I am going to bring up – I just want to plant the seed for uh, a potential topic that we could uh, roll with down the track. And I don't remember why I wrote this down, but uh, it just was what screams insecure? What screams insecurity? Uh, And that could be – and there's a lot of things out there. But it's kind of like the – what would be the opposite? A humble brag. It's like what – is like something that somebody does that, yeah. you know, you go, man, yeah, I know you think you're doing something cool, but it's, uh, you just come Ooh. off really insecure. And maybe one thing would be like the wine bottle on the shelf with like 14 stickers on it that says it wins all these medals and <laughs> yes. different things. It's like, dude, if it, is it a good wine or not? You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Calm down with the bling. Maybe one, you know? I like it. 
I like it only because it does amuse me how sometimes you'll see these bottles with big ribbons of gold stickers around mm. them, and yet the gold stickers come from something they won like a decade ago mm. or, or longer, and they've just kind of kept the thrill going. I mean, that's the wine version of it, but I'm sure there's other ones. So maybe um, there's a lot out there. I'm sure you see plenty on yeah, social media yeah, yeah. every day. Um, but, you know, there's, yeah. there's more stuff in, like, everyday life that um, I think we could point to. This, so, is, this is quite bitchy. It is bitchy, but it's kind of like I think we're going to do a service to people and be like, uh, maybe just settle down with yeah. this thing that you, you know. Yeah, just just calm that, that little thing. I can be a bit tad of a bitch sometimes. I, you I've know? gathered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, usually I internalize it, but, you know, why not? I have a forum now, so, you know, I can, I can bitch about these type of things, but... Um, this isn't bitchy, but it's something I saw on um, on I think it was Twitter a week or so ago. It was just quite. I think someone thought it was really a really great idea, but I just thought it was really crass. And it was a it was a decanter in the shape of dick and balls. Yeah. And um, they were. That might be insecure for. I think it was. De- someone's definitely insecure. They're like, oh, this is when you have your your, your really ballsy wine or something. I forget what they were saying. But I thought, oh, my God, that's a real thing and there'll be people that buy that. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess there's something like, you know, the old guy who gets sort of the convertible Corvette or Lamborghini mm. or something. And mm. But, I mean, to be honest, they're the only people that can afford those cars. So who else is going to buy about, them? What about having bottles of wine, you know, like really, really, really flash bottles of wine on your like on your shelf or on your mantelpiece and they're and they're empty and but you haven't actually drunk them like you've just maybe found oh, them somewhere oh, and decided weird. to display them that's weird because it kind of insinuates that that you had that wine or you owned it and but you didn't yeah i don't know who you're posturing for for that but that doesn't seem like a good idea no because maybe if you have one that's like a great memory, mm, I have one totally. bottle in my kitchen okay. that is a, a 1941 uh, Barolo hmm. that I drank at a World War II tasting. And it was like, you know, people say, what's your wine epiphany? I'm like, I have like seven mm, of them. That was definitely mm. one of them. And I got to keep the bottle from the tasting. And I'm like, that's and it looks yeah. cool. I've it, got like, a couple of bottles like that. Yeah, and it, it yeah. just looks like an awesome old bottle. Yeah. And just even the branding on it is kind of cool and cute and um, and so I got one of those, but I actually did taste you the wine. You tasted it, and that's the thing. You actually tasted the wine that was there. It's not just for ornamental, you know. Value. I was thinking more like people who wear like big puffy hooded jackets when it's not even that cold outside. <laughs> <laughs> it is cold. Uh, You're from Philly, and you you kind of yeah, we kind of handle the cold. cold there. You know, here we had the first drop of snow. Um, on the mountains, on the Ruahini Ranges yesterday, and it just... I didn't actually know that. Yeah, well, I knew it yeah, because it was clearly. freezing, <laughs> and we haven't had a summer here in Hawke's Bay, and as a Kiwi, we, like... You need we, it. We need it, and we and I can't believe... I'm Actually, this is the first time I've gone, why are my lawns so green? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's all kinds of wrong. I feel cheated out, well, of, I'm, my, I'm, uh, out of my summer, and then yesterday the snow comes, and I'm like... Damn it! And now I need my puffer jacket with my massive furry fringe, and that is not a euphemism. That is actually a f- I have a furry fringe we, around we've my. We've got a little pool at our house, and I've been <laughs> I've been dad pool all summer. I've been like, get the pool; it's hot outside, you know. I like, and now I'm coming to the yeah. conclusion. I'm like, you're not going to need the pool. I got to close the Empty pool the down. Pool. Yeah, or yeah. I can put a cover over it, and but no, 
it's uh, not. It's, it's over. Not it's over. Though, because last year, uh, which was the first year we had the house, yeah, I'd come home on certain days of harvest and I'd jump in the pool. And then I'd be like, all right, I'm going to cook dinner or I'm going to make something, you know, I'd be like eight at night. I'm like, feel refreshed, do a few things on the email. But it's so cold now. Now you just need a hot shower. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> Did you get a phone call? Yeah, I was getting a phone call. But so it's unprofessional. Been, I know. I'm not so, I'm not good at this podcasty thing. I'm still, I'm still such a learner. Okay. I got one more thing for yeah, you to think about. Yeah, because we've got to go. Which we're going to, um, uh, I've been reading a lot about and talking a lot about and uh, how it's going to affect uh, you said you're not a journalist you said you're a columnist, columnist right oh no I do a little bit of journalism I know you were, I... you were trying to play down play yourself down a little bit but um, is this chat GPT thing have you played around yes, with that at all I have yeah, oh my yeah. god we can do a whole podcast about chat GPT did you see today what's happened with Elon Musk and everyone no. going <gasps> no. okay well I've got some news so Elon Musk and there's about seven, eight, nine major tech players that have mm-hmm. kind of banded together and they're saying to all the developers in the world, hey, just whoa, whoa, whoa with the with the AI. Just, been... just for a second because like literally even it feels like just in the last few months it's just gone boom, 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 because boom, Because op- a lot of it's open source. It's open source yeah. and so there's chat GPT and then GPT-4 and, and there's all these other offshoots and developers are just going mental over it mm. and Elon, 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 whatever, and a, and a whole lot of the top geezers in mm. tech are saying, oh, we don't actually know if this is safe yet. Can we just spend six months, call it a, um AI summer, where we just tie whore, mm. stop developing anymore until we've just done some backtracking on it, check that this is okay, that things are ethical, because this thing is moving way too quickly and we think way too dangerously. Mm. So That's he's pretty called, bad when those guys say That it. was this morning, oh, okay. right? So what are we, March the 30th, mark this date. Mm. If we don't have six months of a stop action on the AI to all the... So are they going to do it, you think? Or? Well, they pl- they've put the call out to the developers yeah. all around the world just to say, can you just stop yeah. until we've done this big audit just to check that this is okay for humanity. Yeah, well, but I that's think, how freaked out they are. I mean... There's probably a lot of uses that are good and yeah. that will, I don't know, hopefully enhance jobs and make jobs easier okay. and things like that. But there's definitely some. So I have it on my browser right now. This is how my, this is how curious I am about the Jet Chat GPT. Let's just choose this. Out. So I have it as my prompts all the time. So I could say write a write a review. Of the T Kai Martin Borough. Oh my gosh, let's see what Pinot this is. Pinot Noir 2021 in the style of, oh, not style, style of what, me? Or you? Or, sure. Okay, I don't have any reviews out there. Lorcan. Let's just see if this thing will do it, all right? So I'm hitting go, boom, 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 and it's already starting up. To its writing reviews. Wait, is it listening to us as we're talking? I think it might be. <laughs> but you, do you know what? It's not really doing it in my style. I, I mean, it's, it's going, 
It's it's just it's crazy. It's though. crazy, and it's it, I'm going to say it's to stop generating because it's just going to keep going. Grilled salmon mushroom risotto. Yeah, I mean, grilled salmon mushroom risotto. I highly recommend giving this wine a try. Overall, the Tikaranga Tikaranga Martinborough Pinot Noir 2021 is a fantastic wine that showcases the skill of the winemakers at Tikaranga. It's an excellent example of what Martinborough Pinot noir can be and it is sure to please even the most discerning wine drinkers well i don't write like that personally yeah but i mean if the novice went but, to a website or something yeah. or like looked at google reviews yeah on the palate this wine is smooth and well balanced with flavors of dark cherries black currants and a subtle hint of oak silky tannins i mean um, honestly you're better than but it's not I'm better than this it's not that more bad like. no but you know if you're a student yeah. of wine and you just need to bang out a review yeah. of something that maybe you haven't tasted or whatever this it's the structure there i mean let's be honest any any student so it's going to take all the universities a while to uh okay. to change up because what i was going to say is in my field i think the the strange one will be quite quickly we're not going to be able to tell the difference between a real journal this scientific paper and, and a fake one. Yeah, and this is what our education system um, So when is. I studied winemaking, like we looked at, you know, we read journal mm-hmm. papers. We were, you know, this thing about, and okay, winemaking is not the end of the world, but it, what if it was like history <laughs> or, or uh, science or, totally. you know, does this uh, vaccine work or not work? And so it's, yeah. and, and people, you know, everybody's their own scientific researcher now. And I pulled up this paper and you go, that thing was written by Chat B. By, by a machine. I've just written, are Daniel Brennan's Decibel wines worth drinking? Shall I? Yeah, yeah, let's see what it says. <laughs> let's see what it says. Okay. Because they're meant to be pretty, like, they kind of take the. Okay, it's um, thinking. Oh, as an AI language model or a ILM, I cannot provide a personal oh, opinion on whether Daniel's. Daniel's respected winemakers gain reputation for producing high quality as Dustin Wines or not. Wow. See? See? Marlboro, wrong. It's got Marlboro wrong. Um, it says your wines have intensity and complexity and balance. Wow. It says the Decibel Sauvignon Blanc in particular is high. It's produce. always a good idea to taste the wines yourself or read reviews from trusted sources. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> to determine if they align with your personal preferences. I mean, that's pretty crazy to watch and. That, that's how action. quick it happens. I think this is going to be our uh, clip this week for sure. <laughs> One of our two clips <laughs> is to uh, to show each Chat of us. GPT. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we got to slow down out there. Now, yeah. theoretically, it's taking a conglomerate of all the information that's it can get on the web, and it's doing it so quickly. But I mean, yeah. There's probably only one or two people have ever made the Marlboro mistake. Mm. So. Mm. I don't know why I pulled that up and not Hawks Bay. There's Hawks Bay everywhere. It's like yeah. on our website and everything. So Yeah, I don't know. I don't Damn know you, chat GPT. Yeah. Wrong. 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 Okay, that's us. Um, the music is going to start playing very soon. And um, we are out. Daniel, you're on your heart out. Uh, I hope you have a really good day and, and a go good rest of your week. And some wine, um, actually, today. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And next week, I don't know, we might see if we can get another guest yeah, on, I maybe. Yeah, think so. I think we'll, we'll see if we can. Do you know I who might... I'm interviewing next week? Oh, yeah, I heard Baron. Baroness Ariana de Rothschild. Uh, unbelievable. I am. Uh, I might bring in just a winemaker with me or something. Yeah, next week good idea. Something like that. Just to, yeah. I'll see, see who's out there. I have some ideas. Bye. Ciao. This podcast is handpicked, whole bunch pressed, wild fermented, and produced unfined and unfiltered 
by Daniel Brennan and Aaron Cash at New Song Studio.